Welcome everybody to another Fields and Futures Huddle Up. I'm Sam Mays and our guest today, very special guest today, is Mr. Darian Jefferson, aka DJ. How are you, sir? I'm good. How about you? I'm doing well. DJ is a long distance runner at Douglas High School. He's number one in his class, valedictorian. You got a 4.5 GPA, which I never got. Congratulations on that. The epitome of student athlete, which is very, very cool. And uh, you have been running since you were 10 years old, which is insane. Most athletes will tell you the last thing they want to do is run. (laughs) Yeah. You just learn to love it. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Yes, sir. Um, All right. Let me tell you a quick story before we get started with this. So I learned to respect long distance runners when I decided in 2016 to run the Oklahoma City Half Marathon. How much do you think I weigh, DJ? (laughs) Too much. Go and say it. Too much to be a long distance runner, right? So at about 355 pounds, I decided to run this marathon. I decided in November, and if I'm not mistaken, the race was in April, okay? So I went to Red Coyote. Mm -hmm. They hooked me up with some shoes, which is extremely important, right? Oh, yeah. And then they were like, this is the training regimen that you need to go through. So I just started running. And I only ran, I think the most I ever ran during training was seven or eight miles. They told me not to do the full 13 because it'll like psych you out, right? So just run your seven miles. Anything after that is just gravy, right? I ran the race. I'm five miles in. I got runner's high. I'm like, this is great. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. this is great. I'm feeling it. I got the crowd around me. I got people cheering me on. I got little kids out there with signs because I was on the radio at the time. They're like, run, Sam, run. This is great. (laughs) Two miles later, I blow up two toes. My big toe and the one next to it on my right foot. So now I've got the bloody shoe. I'm seven miles in and I got to run another six miles. I played football for a very long time. I've had a bunch of injuries, but there is nothing like long distance running. Like, how do you, I can't even understand how people just love it. And just watching you in your video, right? Watching you work out, like it's really in your heart. You just love the the race. Mm-hmm. How'd you get there? How did I get there? Ooh, that's, that's a good question. Um, I think I'm, I'm different from a lot of people. I, I really like the process to doing things and like distance running. There's a lot of hours you have to do running. And just like, I just fell in love with the process. So like, yeah, of course you get happy and stuff after races and stuff, but I really like the grind. Like um, one, one of the best things, like one of the best quotes I've seen before was like, um, it's kind of like integrity. Uh, what is it called? When you're um, dripping sweat. The stadium is no no one's around mm-hmm. and you're dripping sweat of exhaustion. And just that's just that's just my my thought process before every run I do, like at practice. So like I like practice more than my races, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that well that tells me why you're successful hundred percent. You know, the the work that goes into it is is everything. You know, mm-hmm. uh, people talk about practice makes perfect. Well, in my opinion, it's more perfect practice makes perfect. And you're a hundred percent right. Those moments when you know, you're on the track and you're covered in sweat and, you know, you're looking around and no one else is out there with you because you're the only long distance runner there at Douglas, right? The only one mm-hmm. like the, the, I got to give you a lot of credit for the toughness mentally and physically it takes to train for something like that by yourself. 
right? Like the commitment there is incredible. And I mean, you've, so as far, as far as the track team is concerned, you're still running all the long distance races on the track team also, right? So what do you do in in track? Do the 800, the mile and two mile. Sometimes I hop into four by four. Okay. Okay. So you got a little, little sprint speed also. Just a little bit, just a little bit. Okay. I really like the longer, longer races. It's just, it gives you longer to pass people, if that makes sense. I like to, um, in middle races, I like seeing people, like, getting tired while I'm not, and I just speed up past them. Yeah, a lot of people don't realize how physical cross-country can be at times. There's a lot of bumping and, you know, come out with some bruises and, you oh, know, yeah. yeah, like there's a real <laughs> physical element to it. And you talk about the preparation part. Talk about the actual in race, like mentally, what are you going through throughout the course of it? Because how long is each race? Uh, it's a 5K, so 3.1 miles. 3.1 miles. Okay. What is your strategy? Can you give me, is that like a secret or can I, can you tell me what your strategy is? No, I can tell you. It's, um, you go out control and then like your first mile should be about 20 seconds slower than your race pace, like mile race pace. So then, then after you do that first mile and your heart rate settled down in it, then you speed up throughout the race. So, okay. So basically just hold off and then speed up for the last two miles, basically. Okay. What's your favorite part about race day? Ooh. Favorite part? <laughs> the feeling before I, uh before the race starts. I like uh warming up, seeing like a hundred, two hundred, four hundred people with you, and then you take off. That, uh, just that moment before. Mm-hmm. Man, when I did that half marathon, that was also probably my most memorable moment, right? So you're down in Oklahoma City. And they say a prayer, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's a memorial bombing. They say a prayer and everybody is silent. And there's thousands of people downtown. And my heart was beating so hard. <laughs> like, I didn't even re- know what I was going to go through. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. my sport is completely different. And I got butterflies for every football game I played in, whether I was a high school kid, a true freshman in college, or an All-American senior. I got nervous. I mean, it's just part of being an athlete, right? That moment before but there was nothing quite like the silence before that gun went off and we all started running. It was hard to, do you ever find yourself having a difficult time like pacing yourself? Like I had a hard time pacing myself in that first mile because I was so caught up with, you know, what was happening around me. Yeah. When I started at 10, like, um, my first couple of races, I almost died. Yeah. (laughs) I, I went out so hard. I was probably like top 10, but then I would jump all the way back down. Like, to 20 to 50 like i was like i was trying to go at it with my first couple of races it's 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 tough mentally it's like everybody in the crowd wants you to win so like you think the win is to get in the front and stay in the front but that's not always how it is in long distance long distance sometimes you have to wait and kick or sometimes you gotta stay in the top three or top five or top ten sometimes it depends on how how long distances between the first person and you okay now are there any other runners in your family my grandma she used to run okay now she has a she has a bad hip so she can't run anymore okay so grandma is the one that with the background in, in running okay she so came the, from puerto rico for it she oh. she she's uh, she originated she was born in puerto rico she yeah. um she was a sprinter and long distance runner and she moved to oklahoma uh, to go to college where she go to school? Uh, Northwestern, I believe. Okay, and ran track there. Mm-hmm. Okay, very cool. All right, so you got a little history in the collegiate ranks, also. Now you've got also got some scholarship opportunities coming up. Mm-hmm. Okay, who are you looking at? Ooh, 
Uh, it's, it's a lot of colleges. I got at least like 15 oh, wow. offices right now. So it's just ranging from like West Coast to East Coast and mainly in the middle, in the Midwest too. So it's uh, it's a blessing to be able to to run at the collegiate level too. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So when you think back to the beginning, right, you're 10 years old, you're out there running punishment laps, you just love it. This is great. I'm good at this. I'm faster than all my classmates. Like before, like what would you have said at that age before you started running? What was the dream at that? What were you into in in those moments? Oh, I really started running uh, because my mom said it would be good for basketball. I was was a basketball player. So I've been playing with like some of the top guys in the state, like Landry Ballard and Jaden Williams. I've been playing with them, Jaden Nickens, since I was yay high. So okay. what made me different was just my work ethic because I knew I couldn't out-jump or out-shoot any of them, so I had to do something different to them. So my mom said, hey, this this will get you better. Or like if my coach said, hey, this will get you better, that's what I did. That's so, awesome. So so I I had to do something because they're like, they're six foot, six five. Right. And I'm five eight. So I had to do, be different at something. What about so defensively? You feel like that's probably where you had the edge, just from the conditioning. Oh yeah. Okay. So run running for basketball is how you got there. Mm-hmm. Respect. I can appreciate the grind in that for sure. Like to prepare. So then, at what point did running become the focus? Oh, I I don't really not focus on anything. Like everything I do, I put a hundred percent in. Right. So like. So do you still play basketball? Oh no, I don't play basketball anymore. Okay. I stopped last year. Okay. But. When I'm doing something, I, do, I put everything into it. So, like, um, when I was doing basketball, I would go from, like, basketball practice to track and then back to another basketball practice, and then I'll work out with my dad at night because I, wow. I had to get stronger. So Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, how, talk about your parents, you know, when they when you realize that this was going to be a big part of your future, you know, obviously mm-hmm. um, with some college scholarship opportunities, you're, you know, you're doing really well in the state of Oklahoma – like, what was their mindset like when you became a long-distance runner? You know, grandmother had some experience, but were they surprised? Like, what were, were they excited? Where are they at? Mm-hmm. They, they, my parents, I have four of them, actually. My stepmom, my stepdad, mom and dad. Okay. So, like, they all supported me throughout the whole journey. Because, like, once I put my mind to something, I, like, I'll focus deeply into it. So, like, uh, I'll go to races, and they would, they would be there on the sideline, at least one of them. So, like. I've always had um, uh, some help with me and that supported me as well. Talk about the correlation between running, mm-hmm. the preparation that goes into that also. But, I mean, you're number one in your class. Mm-hmm. You're valedictorian. You are the definition of student athletes, and I'm proud of you for Thank that. You. We just met, but I am extremely proud of you for the way that you've committed yourself academically also how much has your sport uh, helped you dedicate the time towards the classroom also? Oh, it helped me dedicate it a lot. Like, I remember when I was in middle school. No, not middle school. It was elementary school, my fifth grade year. The year I started running, actually, um, I had got home and I was playing on the game and I forgot to do my homework. And my mom had me sit at the table and do my work. And I, and I remember waking up, and I was still at the table doing my work. <laughs> I've been there also. <laughs> and yeah. and uh, just since then, my mom was like, 
you got to do your work as soon as you get it so that you, you don't even have work since uh, when you go home. So, like, since that day, I haven't had homework, really, all, all throughout high school and middle school since I just kept that with me. I was like, I'm not going to sleep at the table no more. Right. Like, that's that's not an option for me. I'm going to just go uh, uh, just do my work while I'm at school. And then I have four practice. Oh, in middle school, I have four practices after school. So I'll go from track practice to my AU practice. And then uh, I'll go to my training. And then I'll work out with my dad. So the, I didn't really have any time. I just went to sleep after that. I got to ask how many calories you're, do you know, count your calories? How many calories do you eat in a day? Ooh, back, back then I was, I was eating whenever I got the Right. So like I was just, eating. just getting in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what, Cause I was probably up to five or 6,000 calories when I was training for that marathon. I, Cause I'm a big guy. Right. So like it was, it was exhausting for me to, uh, when I didn't get the calories in, I would just fall off. Like mm-hmm. there was just no way I could compete. And right, running this, it's a lot to do with your body and how you take care of it. Because like, there's no other sport that has you sit at a heart rate for that long. Cause like basketball, you can play basketball, you get up to 120 real quick, but then you just jog back on defense, go back down to 80, go back to up to 120. And running, you're sitting at 180 to 200 the entire for, time. The entire time. So it's like 20 minutes of just straight 200, uh, 200 uh, beats per minute at your heart rate. And it's just, me, I've gotten used to it to where it feels normal now. But, like, I've seen some of my friends and stuff, like, they start dying after, like, two minutes of it. So. Yeah. Are you excited about the next level? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. It's, it's going to be really fun because, like, I really haven't been able to practice with anybody before that's at my same level or faster than me. Yeah. And I don't like seeing people in front of me. So I know that I'll get better and they'll get better just, just for, like, how competitive I am. I, you're an exceptional young man. I love it. I love the motivation. And to think that you've gotten this far without being pushed, right? Like that's, that's wild, you know, to think that you're just getting ready to get in some competition, like the best is in front of you. So we have no idea what you're going to be able to accomplish, accomplish on the next level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's sky is the limit for any runner though. I've seen some runners like go from high school running 1850s at a 5k to like high uh college they're running 1430s it's it's crazy how the college atmosphere changes everything just uh the way you eat the way you train rest and uh recovery that's that's is it's way different when you get to college my uh my first game that i played at oklahoma state i got one of the guys that was started before me got hurt my coach said you're the best that i've got you know, I'm going to throw you in this game. Do the best that you can. And I gave up three sacks and two tackles for a loss. Mm-hmm. And I had never given up a sack in my entire high school career. I'd never done it. And I went back to my dorm, and I'll be honest with you, cried like a baby. I bet you for four hours. Like, I had just been beaten, beaten up and physically beaten up for the first time in my life. And I'll tell you that that next day was like being reborn for me. Right. It was like, now I know what it's going to take, mm-hmm. you know, and so you're going to come across moments once you get to college where you're just like, maybe I'm not good enough for this. You know, maybe I'm not cut out for this. And I would tell you that you take those, go back to your dorm, do all the crying that you need to do, be upset. But that next day, you know, just you have to just recalibrate, you know, you have to in your brain, you have to just tell yourself, well, now I know what excellent is. Now I know what 
I've got to chase and you just got to get there. You know, a whole year later, uh, I was an all-conference player and I went on to being one of the best offensive linemen to ever play at Oklahoma State. But I remember that beating, that very first beating. My parents weren't there for the game. I had no family there. There was this girl that was a part of our Orange Pride group that waited for me afterwards because her dad had played offensive line. And she said some very nice things to me to help me, you know, to encourage me. But that was the only person that said anything to me because I had lost that game for our team. Game went into overtime. And I'm telling you, without me making those mistakes, we would have won that game, but we lost. My coach basically told me that the next day, that we would have won the game without me. So you're going to have moments where it feels tough, but you just got to push through those things and learn something from everything, right? That's the mm -hmm. thing that I would tell you is learn from everything, the good things and the bad things. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm excited to see where you're going to choose to go to school. You said East, East Coast to West Coast. is What, what is the uh, determining factors? And what do you want to study? Let me start there. What do you want to go to school for? I want to go for biblical studies. And then, um, cause I want to be a preacher. Wow. So, uh, the determining factor is really affordability and just how the team is already. Cause usually in college the classes are good. So and the sizes are usually good too. So mm -hmm. like with me, I'm self-motivated. So I don't really care more about the classes. I'm, I care less about the classes cause I know I'll be able to do the work either way, but I'm really worried about like affordability and how the team is because if it's a big team then i want to i want i want to be in like a a group of guys that's at, at my level or higher i i want to be with a big team that's going to make me better basically so that's that's my determining factors really how would you say that like if you could give advice to a kid that's a fourth grader Mm -hmm. Right, that doesn't play sports. What would you say to them that to encourage them to get out and compete? Oh yeah, um, competing is it's, it's just a way of life. Like everybody you see at the top, they had to compete for something. So you sh you should try it. Like God does everything for a reason in your life. So there's no uh, there's nothing bad that can happen out of trying. How cool is it that there's an organization like Fields and Futures? here in Oklahoma City that, you know, you mentioned in your moment video mm -hmm. that they are helping you people jump over hurdles, clear hurdles. Mm -hmm. now, how cool is it that they are a part of this Oklahoma City story, helping young people like you uh, find a way to get on a path to a better life? Because that's what sports does. It puts you on mm -hmm. a path to a better life, mentally, physically, everything. Mm -hmm. uh, just having having them is, is a blessing. Like, I remember last year was my first year at douglas and we're in the middle of practice and coach is like hey y'all come here and they just had boxes of shoes just there waiting for us to pick our size and it was like it, it was it was cool that somebody had had stopped and said hey we, we're going we need to help these kids and just having oklahoma city like this we're not a big running state just having people that's uh helping us get better that's that's a, that's a true blessing. Just that moment you felt like, man, we, I, we've got some support, mm -hmm. right? Somebody that's in our corner. Mm -hmm. I, I love Fields and Futures for that also. I think that uh, what they've done here in the city has just been unbelievable. The amount of kids that they've helped, uh, the amount of families that they've helped. You know, your family mm -hmm. seems like they are they're super involved with mm -hmm. what you do and training and going to meets and things like that. But mm -hmm. you know, there's a whole bunch of kids that before Fields and Futures never really had that, you know, with their families. And now... Mm -hmm. Uh, because they're playing sports, you know, their parents are involved and they're practicing at home. And, you know, I think that uh, 
I think that's for me, I used to always say that football is family, right? But I think the athletics in general, like once you once you go through middle school or high school, I mean, think about how many games and practices your parents have mm-hmm. driven you through over the years. You know, like they've mm-hmm. they've committed almost as much as you have personally to your success. So mm-hmm. uh, having fields and futures and and your corner in their corner mm-hmm. um, is is pretty amazing. And then also on top of that, fields and futures are rebuilding fields and playgrounds and stuff like that. And that's where I started. I was at, at uh, Pleasant Hill, and our before we could go play on the playground, our teachers had us running those laps. So me just wanting to hurry up and get out to the to the playgrounds, and them restoring playgrounds and making them bigger and better. That's that's a true blessing too. That's just. Uh, Makes me want to go out there and play sometimes. Really, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you know. One day, will you you see yourself moving back to Oklahoma? Oh yeah, really? I love this state. Love the state. Love okay, it. gonna raise a family here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then I mean, to think about maybe your kids one day mm-hmm. uh, competing on those fields or playing in those playgrounds. Pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah. I'm so thankful I had this opportunity to meet you. You're an mm-hmm. exceptional young man. You got a very bright future ahead of you. And I'm looking forward to watching you shine in the future, my friend. Thank you. Yeah. Nice to meet you.